Good evening and welcome to Courts Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chahan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. Today I begin with an update on the hearing presided over by Justices Hima Kohli and Ehsanuddin Amanullah regarding a petition by the Indian Medical Association seeking to control the misleading advertisements against the vaccination drive and modern medicines by Patanjali Ayurveda. The petition asserts that Patanjali's misleading advertisements downgrade allopathy and make false claims about curing certain diseases. The IMA contends that while every commercial entity has the right to promote its products, the unverified claims made by Patanjali are in direct violation of laws. The Supreme Court today came down heavily on Patanjali Ayurveda for continuing to publish misleading advertisements regarding medical cures despite giving an assurance to the court in November last year that no such statements would be made. The court has now restrained Patanjali Ayurveda from advertising or branding its products which are meant to address the diseases or disorders specified in the Drugs and Magic Remedies Objectionable Advertisements Act. The court cautioned Patanjali Ayurveda from making any statement adverse to any system of medicine. The court also questioned the union government as to what action had been taken from its end under the Drugs and Magic Remedies Act of 1954 in respect of the advertisements of Patanjali. The matter will be taken up now after two weeks. Stay tuned with us. In another important update, the Supreme Court bench comprising Justices Bela M. Trivedi and Pankaj Mithil has suspended the operation and execution of an interim order issued by the Madras High Court. While investigating alleged illegal sand mining and money laundering cases, ED had issued summons to district collectors in Tamil Nadu. Against this, the state of Tamil Nadu approached the High Court which suspended the summons but allowed the investigation to continue. So against this order of the High Court, ED had approached the Supreme Court in an SLP. The top court today granted interim relief and directed the district collectors to appear and respond to the summons issued by the ED on the next indicated date. In its order, the bench has said that the state of Tamil Nadu's writ petition before the High Court against the summons prima facie appeared to be misconstrued and based on a misconception of law. The bench highlighted that Article 256 of the Constitution obligates state governments to ensure compliance with laws made by Parliament. They also emphasized that the ED had the power to summon individuals during investigations under the anti-money laundering statute. And now let me tell you the Supreme Court has expressed concern about illegal structures on highways and has asked the NHAI to create a plan for regular checks on highways, a system for handling complaints and quick action against encroachments. The bench comprising Justices Abhay S. Oak and Ujjal Bhuya directed so while hearing a PIL seeking implementation of the grievance redressal mechanism by the NHAI whereby people can register their complaints with the NHAI concerning encroachments on the national highways. The court found that there is no such machinery created by the authority to ascertain whether there are unauthorized structures or unauthorized occupation of highway land. It also expressed displeasure with the NHAI administration over non-implementation of grievance redressal mechanism under the NHAI Act. 
The court discovered that there is no system in place to check for illegal structures or use of highway land. It stressed the importance of conducting regular surveys to ensure highways remain free from encroachments. Further, the Supreme Court directed that the highway administrations to exercise the powers under Section 26 for removal of unauthorized occupation so that the highways are clear of encroachments. Two months have been granted to various highway administrations under NHAI Act to report compliance with the directions issued by the Apex Court. The Delhi High Court today reserved its judgment in the petitions filed by seven BJP MLAs challenging their suspension from the remainder of the budget session of the Delhi Assembly for allegedly interrupting the Lieutenant Governor's address. Reportedly, the BJP MLAs had repeatedly interrupted Lieutenant Governor VK Saxena during his address on 15th February this year, which focused on highlighting the achievements of the Aam Party government. After this, they were suspended. The seven MLAs alleged bias by the Speaker, claiming in their pleas that ruling party members also disrupted proceedings but were not penalized. They argue that the Speaker, influenced by prejudices, selectively ordered their removal during the budget session. The MLAs assert that the suspension motion proposed by an Aam Admi Party MLA the next day was arbitrary and unconstitutional, violating their rights. They contend that it was a malicious attempt to exclude them from House deliberations for an indefinite period pending a Privilege Committee report. On the other hand, the counsel appearing for the Delhi Assembly opposed the petitions and said that the suspension of MLAs was a self-discipline mechanism. Earlier, the court was informed that the MLAs wrote a letter of apology to the LG which was accepted by him. Justice Subramanian Prasad then asked the MLAs to meet the Speaker. However, since the matter was not resolved, the court heard the pleas on the merits. The Guwahati High Court has stayed eviction notices issued by the Assam government to 43 families who are living on the bank of Bharalu River. The petitioners have approached the High Court as they have been served with eviction notices on 13th February by the circle officer on the ground that they are encroaching on the government land. The petitioners argued that they were legal representatives of individuals who were Indian citizens and had migrated from East Pakistan, which is now Bangladesh, after the 1947 partition. It was asserted that their predecessors were treated as refugees by the state government. The government permitted them to stay on designated land along with Baharalu River, where their families have resided since 1951. The court observed that based on the documents annexed with the writ petition regarding their refugee status, the petitioners have been able to make out a prima facie case for interim protection. The single judge bench of Justice Manish Chaudhary thus granted interim protection to the petitioners by suspending the eviction notices till 4th March. Let me also tell you earlier, the petitioners' families received eviction notices from the additional Deputy Commissioner Kamru. In a proceeding before the Assam Board of Revenue, it was determined that they had valid permission to occupy the government land. Consequently, the eviction notices were quashed. In another important update, today the Kerala High Court dismissed a batch of petitions challenging the Travancore Devaswam Board's notification that allowed only Malayala Brahmins to apply for the position of chief priest at Sabrimala Malikapuram temples. 
Justices Anil K. Narendran and P.G. Ajit Kumar dismissed the petitions despite arguments that the notification could be seen as promoting untouchability. The court did not go into the broader discussion on the intersection of fundamental and religious rights due to insufficient legal arguments in the petitions. It pointed out that these matters were under review in the Sabrimala reference pending before the Supreme Court. The court emphasized that the Devaswam board's responsibilities are primarily administrative, ensuring adherence to traditional rites and ceremonies as per established customs. Regarding the eligibility criteria set by the Devaswam commissioner for chief priests, the court found no substantial legal grounds to entertain the petitions due to insufficient pleadings. It noted that until statutory rules are established by the Devaswam board, guidelines from the High Court and Supreme Court will govern the appointment. The Madhya Pradesh High Court has ordered framing of criminal contempt charges against an advocate who has been accused of making personal comments relating to family members of a sitting High Court judge in open court. The bench of Justice Sheel Nagur refused to accept the apology tendered by the advocate by observing that his repeated acts had damaged the reputation of the court and the remorse expressed by him was neither genuine nor bona fide and it was merely to escape the rigours of contempt. The alleged contemner representing a murder convict reportedly acted inappropriately towards the court after his client's appeal was rejected. He allegedly made absurd remarks against a judge and personal comments about her family members. In response, the division bench issued a contempt show cause notice to him. Though the alleged contemner filed his reply to the show cause notice, seeking dropping of proceedings by tendering an unqualified and unconditional apology for his act, the single judge noted that it was not the first instance where the majesty of the court had been allegedly damaged. Consequently, the court directed the registry to frame charges against him and to grant him a reasonable opportunity to file his reply to the charges framed. And lastly, an update on the T.P. Chandrasekharan murder case. The leader of the revolutionary Marxist party was murdered due to political rivalry in May 2012. Last week, the High Court had confirmed the trial court judgment and convicted the accused under IPC for murder and criminal conspiracy. It had also reversed the acquittal of two other accused. Today, the court pronounced the sentence in the case. Life imprisonment without an emission has been imposed on nine convicts and three convicts have been sentenced to life imprisonment without curtailing their right to remission. The division bench comprising Justice A.K. Jayasankaran Namyar and Justice Kausa Redepagat stated that stricter terms of life imprisonment would strike a balance between the conflicting interests of the accused and the rights of the victim for serving the ends of justice. It stated that a stricter, fixed and modified punishment of life imprisonment would instill confidence in the minds of the community at large. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.